Hey everyone and welcome to the Theme Park Loopy podcast. And today we're going to be doing a Disney World deep dive as part of our Going to Orlando series. So we're going to be talking about what we like about Disney World, what we don't like about Disney World, perhaps some top tips, uh, places where we like to eat, places where we might like to stay or might want to go, uh, maybe some hidden places in Disney World perhaps. Um, I don't know, we're just going to have a bit of a, bit of a ramble chat about Disney World and see where it goes. So we're joined today by Dan, and we're also joined by Sam. Sam, how are you doing? Hello. It's so good to be back. It's so nice to be here. Um, I'm sorry that I've been away. Um, well, I've had a, had a lot of life changes. I've moved to uh, the Middle East, so a whole different part of the world. Um, so I apologize that I've been absent uh, from, from a couple of episodes recently, but we're back. Um, I'm very good. Thank you, Ryan. It's lovely to be here. Well, it's good to have you back, Sam. I'm glad that you're doing okay. And uh, Dan, how are you doing? I don't quite know how I'm going to sort of up that. I'm, I'm I'm still in Leeds. You know, it's fine. Rains a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. It has been raining a lot, hasn't it, in uh, in the Yorkshire vicinity, I would say. Um, I, I mean, it's relentless, basically. It's, it's all year, isn't it? So that's, yeah. that's us, basically, for the next... Well, well, we had a drought yeah. last year, and uh, and now we've got more water than we know what to do with it. You know, so <laughs> I don't know. We'll probably we'll give, yeah, give we'll still have months. a drought, won't we? Probably <laughs> still have to have a hose pipe ban. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I I miss the rain. I do miss the rain. I can't. I mean, it's only been I've only been away for sort of six weeks at this point, but um, yeah, I do kind of miss the cold. It's just always it's always hot here. Even on the coldest day, the coldest day that I've experienced so far is like 22, 23 degrees. Every every other day it's been in the kind of early to mid 30s, So, um, which seems really nice and it is really fun. Um, but as we get closer to summer here, it's going to hit sort of 40s and 50s. So you just can't go outside. It's just so actually some rain would be probably quite nice. Just rub it in some. It's fine. Yeah. We, we don't mind. Has it, has it actually rained at all where you are? I think there has been some rain. It's not actually rained. Actually, that's a lie. I've seen it rain once for about 30 minutes and it was a light drizzle. Um, So it does rain, but very, very rarely. And any rain that rains down won't last because the second later the the sun comes up and uh, and it all evaporates, which is kind of similar to Florida, right? Like what a segue way in. But you know how like in Florida when it rains, and then the sun comes out, and you see all the steam rising off the, the Magic Kingdom steps or whatever. You know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, what we'll do is we'll bottle up a bit of rain for you, and we'll we'll send it over to you, maybe as a, a birthday present or something like that, perhaps. <laughs> how do, how did you know? That's, exactly <laughs> That's what I wanted. Oh my goodness! Thanks. Some bottled rain. That's what you want. <laughs> That's what you wanted for your birthday, and that's what you're getting. That's it. Give me some bottled rain. Come on, send that rain. Not, sc- <laughs> not Scottish. Uh, Yorkshire's not Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> that did sound quite Scottish, it, didn't it? Yeah, it did in a second yeah. now. All right, so uh, Disney World then. So really what I wanted to do is just talk just talk about Disney World because our, our listeners who are thinking about taking a trip over there, Disney World is going to be, you know, big on their minds. You know, probably the vast majority of people that are going to go over to Florida are going to visit Disney or even stay at Disney. So just wanted to have a bit of a, a general conversation and we'll sort of see where it goes. Um, you know, the first thing on my mind was, you know, um, a lot of people say that Magic Kingdom is their favorite park at Disney World. But have you guys got a favorite park at Disney World and and if so what is it? Go for it Sam. I I've got an opinion but I'll I'll save it for for after. So my favorite park hands down without any question whatsoever is going to be Animal Kingdom. It always is Animal Kingdom and it's Animal Kingdom for a very specific reason, right? Animal Kingdom I like because it 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 doesn't feel Disney in your face, right? Where it's not the IPs and the stories and the brand 
kind of being shoved down your throat. It's 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 Disney storytelling, but in a bit more of a subtle way, um, which to me is is really nice. Also, in terms of a general park and the atmosphere that's there, it's so it's far superior to the other parks because. Animal Kingdom is always a party. There's always live bands happening. There's live music wherever you go around the different areas. It's home to the best shows. Some of the best bars and some of the best food is there as well. Um, It's always a good time. So, I mean, you can go to Animal Kingdom and not get on any rides or not go on any rides. And yet there is still so much to do just by wandering around and soaking in the atmosphere, trying all the different foods, listening to all the different like live music from the different um, areas and, uh, and kind of cultural representations that are there. And not to mention, obviously, seeing the animals, which a lot of the time for some of those exhibits, you don't actually need, you don't need to join a line for. So I just feel there is so much there. Plus, Flame Tree Barbecue is the best quick service on property. Just going to say it. Just going to say it. <laughs> Yeah, I I think so. Ryan, in in a different podcast recently, you asked you asked a similar question, and I think at the time I was a little bit on the fence. I, I said something like, you know, Magic Kingdom. If you've got kids, and if you're into sort of land and 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 theming, then maybe Hollywood Studios. But I sort of I've been I've been thinking about it some more, and I I don't think there is an answer because I, I think it's completely based on you know, what, what you want in any given day. So like my wife, she loves Epcot. It's all about Epcot. She gets to go around the land. She gets to eat, drink, whatever she wants. She gets to basically munch all day and see lots of different sites. And like the, the, the Japan area is amazing and you can get, go in and get some sake and it's, it's really good fun. You can like have a proper restaurant and, you know, as part of your day and do whatever theme you want. And that really appeals to her. Um, Usually day one when we when we turn up we go to uh, Magic Kingdom just because we've got kids and it's it's the best thing to do when you've got kids in tow I, I think but like not everyone does have kids or not everyone prioritizes just what their kids want want to do and you can have a great time with kids in 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 other parks as well so I'm I'm gonna fence it and just say look you know at the end of the day especially if you're a first time visitor to the parks don't try and go through data and other people's opinions to try and figure out what's going to be best for you you've got to experience them you've got to decide for yourself um, and I think that's possibly the best mindset to be in I don't think there is a best I think they're all great go go find which one's best for you or look at what your agenda is for an, any given day and go on that rather than, you know, your, your favorite park and trying to, trying to figure out a be all end all. What a fantastic answer that was, Dan, honestly, so true. And so right that you've kind of got to find your own path. Um, I guess if you do have a favorite to, to a more experienced visitor who, who makes up their mind and decides what their favorite is, I guess in a sense, their favorite is formed based off of exactly doing what you said to do, which is to, be open yeah yeah and I I think I'd agree with that because I think we had a good time in all the Disney parks I'm trying to think of one that we didn't have as much fun in but um I think they they all have the merits though that like uh, Hollywood Studios the shows you know the shows are best I think at Hollywood Studios you've got the Beauty and the Beast show and you've obviously got Fantasmic as well you know which is amazing uh Magic Kingdom you know you've got those classic Disney vibes, you know, you've got the castle, you've got the parades. Epcot, I just love that kind of, you know, 60s to 80s kind of retro theme that's going on there. (laughs) And I know that it's changed a lot recently, but still uh, the land pavilion is still, you know, super 80s. I don't know what's going on on in there, but but I like it. And uh, any ride that you have to queue up, and you're actually in an inside carpeted queue and you feel like you're actually going into a conference center, i.e. the queue for soaring, then, uh, you know, I'm game for that. Um, Just thinking about Animal Kingdom, really enjoyed that. It's a massive park, such a big park. One of our best experiences was Animal Kingdom, which was taking the little train to Rafiki's Island, I think it was called at the time. I think it's called something else now, maybe like Animal 
rescue or something i can't remember but a lot of people miss that because because the only way to get to where well, i think you can walk to it but really the, the way you want to get to it is on the little train get there you can see the goats and and it was just really chilled this really really chilled atmosphere and we got to meet Rafiki so you know you can't go wrong I feel like I just need to really quickly interject with my son absolutely terrorize those goats I they didn't see him coming like he was chasing them around screaming with a brush trying to stroke their eyeballs like they're they're very yeah, patient I think goats. I think I just kind of gently I think I'm sure that I stroked one of them I think you're allowed to touch them at the time <laughs> I don't know I probably touched them or stroked them or, or something <laughs> That's that's the most wonderful PR slogan for Rafiki's Planet Watch. You know, <laughs> come on over and stroke a goat. Have a great time at Rafiki's. Come come to Disney World and stroke a goat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and and the other thing, you know, the other thing is like the rides. You know, they they all have different rides to offer, don't they? You know, they've all got thrilling rides. They've all got you know fun family rides. Um, yeah, it just really depends uh, what you're into. I mean, if we're thinking about um, if you wanted to go to a Disney park and what you wanted is a thrilling experience. I mean, I know that Disney in general is aimed at families, but if you wanted a thrilling experience and you wanted to go on some of the, you know, the bigger, faster, you know, rides, then then which park would you choose in, in that scenario? So I, I think the best ride in in all the Disneyland's is Everest. I think the combination of the roller coaster being um, being pretty fast. It's got a backwards section. It's got brilliant. It's just it's just brilliantly themed, and everything about it is is great. And I love it. Apart from the fact that the Yeti doesn't move, and they put it on disco mode. Um, like for me, that's the best ride. Um, but you know, I've I've not been. They've got the new Guardians ride in Epcot. I've not been. I've not been on that. That's supposed to be a really good ride as well. Um, obviously, Tron's opening up. I don't think that's supposed to be as thrilling. So, like, you've got three new rides, all of which have some degree of thrill factor. So, again, you know, if if you're into big roller coasters, maybe Disney's probably not the place to go anyway. It's more sort of family oriented coasters. But I think the best single coaster is Animal Kingdom, um, and I think some of the other rides might not be as thrilling, but like I, I really enjoy some of the other experiences at Animal Kingdom. Um, so you've got your your virtual sort of ride with um, uh, I'm terrible with with names. Um, the Avatar ride. What what am, I, what am I thinking? The the flight of passage. Flight of passage. Thank you. That's really good fun, and it's not thrilling. But it, I think it contrasts really well with the with with the Everest roller coaster they've got. It's it's a very different experience, and it's still quite it's not thrilling, but it's quite exciting, and you, you get the you know adrenaline levels up. Um, so for me, if you're after a bit of excitement, maybe Animal Kingdom. I I don't know. So my my vote for this would actually be um, Epcot in its current form, because to me that's got the most thrill rides like if you think of legitimate thrill rides um to me epcot epcot is, is up there you've got guardians you've got test track you've got mission space um they're three very intense rides and, and thrill rides on their own merit you know um whether it's g-force whether it's speed or whether it's you know sp indoor spinning coaster um they're all and they and in their own merit they're all they're all intense um with force with, with forces now <clears throat> we used to always say we used to always be the way people used to say hollywood studios was the one that took the took the thrill factor um because of the rock and roller coaster and um tower of terror however um i think epcot's now pipped that to the post because of the addition with guardians so however i i think um Expedition Everest is absolutely fantastic as a as a standalone coaster, and I I agree with you, Dan. I think it's arguably the best um, roller coaster and ride on property um, within the Walt Disney World, in my own opinion. But um, in terms of the park that offers the most thrill, I would personally say Epcot, um, and also definitely take a break in between rides. If you're at Epcot, 
you definitely want to make sure you've had a break after doing mission uh, space because that's very G-Force heavy. Um, and I would also argue the same. I've not personally ridden Guardians of the Galaxy, but I've also heard that can be quite heavy on the forces and on the spinning um, for a family coaster. So I'd also make sure you're just taking breaks. And Epcot is the perfect place to take breaks um, because it's that kind of park. You know, it's a bit more of a chill park. Um, where do you think the thrills lie, uh, Ryan? What, 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 what gets your vote? My initial thought was Hollywood Studios, like you said, because of Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. I, f- I think that we could be looking at a tie between Animal Kingdom and Epcot, because I agree with Epcot. There's, there's definitely some thrilling rides there. And I'd say probably the most thrilling ride I've been on at Disney would certainly be Everest. But I would also say the close second to that was Test Track, in my opinion. I'd love it if it went a bit faster. And and apparently, originally, they did actually want the ride to, to go something like, you know, 70 miles per hour or something. But I think it actually goes 40 as it stands. Um, so I don't know. But but what about Magic Kingdom? Because obviously now we've got we've got Tron as well as Space Mountain. I would argue that the version of Thunder, Thunder Mountain that they have is 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 not as good as Disneyland Paris, perhaps. I've not ridden the one in California, so I can't compare that one. But they, they, they all could claim it now. I think with the addition of Tron, it's 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 a difficult one, I think. I, I think I'm just going to have to, when we go later in the year, I'm just going to have to judge it, I think, and uh, report back with my findings. <laughs> what an interesting conversation. Because like, I, I think, like for me, Test Track isn't even like, it feels like so much like driving. It doesn't even really feel scary at all. It's fun, but like I, I would never have like maybe maybe this is just my interpretation of that ride. But to me, that was barely scary at all. I was sort of considering putting my son on that next time. But if if you you were actually saying that's quite an you know a, a thrilling experience, maybe I'll, I'll put a stop to that. Mission Space again, other than being a little bit vomity, I didn't I didn't really pin that as a a thrill ride but i I guess it could be well with mission space though i think the the point we have to make clear about mission space is that there's two options you've got the orange mission and you've got the green mission now i didn't feel like feeling like i was going to throw up all day so i went down the green track last time i went on it but from what you're saying sam i'm i'm thinking that you probably went on the orange track so which one did you did you go on, Dan? Because it's, it's interesting because depending which way you went. I, I think this depends so much on, on personal, like, preference. Like, for me, I've, I've never been on the green. I don't know what the green's like. I just assume that it doesn't spin very much. I've, I've only ever been on the faster, faster mode. And I've got off it every time thinking, oh, you know, my, my legs feel a little bit, a little bit weird. But that was pretty, you know, there's not a lot going on it's fine. It's, it's a bit of fun. And then I've just gone on to the next thing. I've, I've never sort of put it down as a thrill ride at all. It's sort of a bit like how I would go around a carousel, like I'd get off feeling a little bit dizzy and that would be, that would be me done. But maybe that's just, maybe that's See, just my inner ear. I, I don't know. That, that's funny because I found, I've always found the G force and the forces, especially of the launch um, or the, or the simulated launch um, on mission space to be incredibly intense. Um, uh, really intense. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's that's just me being sensitive to to you know, forces on on things, but yeah, I found that to be quite quite a challenge. Um, and with uh, with uh, test track as well, um, the, the, I think the speed is actually sixty four miles per hour. Um, <clears throat> it's top speed. Oh, is it? Oh, as a, oh, that's a bit faster than what I thought it was. Then yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it does. It, it only gets up to it just as you go underneath the sign. Um, that sort of states your your speed. Of course, they could they could say one thing on the side, and the actual ride hardware could go a bit go a bit slower. But to my understanding, it is about sixty four miles an hour, which makes it the fastest um, kind of attraction uh, you see, at Disney World. Yeah, you see, I don't think that sign does actually give you your speed, from what I understand. I'm sure that I on a program about Disney, it, there's a reason for the number 
that it gives you on the sign, but it's not actually the speed that you're going, apparently. I don't know if they've done it just to make it seem like you're going faster than what you are, but I don't think that is actually the the speed. Yeah, that could, to be fair, that could well be the case, you know. Um, Disney's always, always about storytelling and making that ultimate experience, so yeah. definitely it could be it could be one of them. Um, but no, I think... I think it's interesting, isn't it? I think again, so much of what we what we talk about here is down to the individual and down to the preference of what kind of how sensitive you are to G force or how sensitive you are to coasters and thrill levels. So, um, what we may find to be thrilling perhaps may not maybe isn't as thrilling to other people. Or um, likewise, some people might have a thing about heights, and therefore, you know, um, some rides that don't like like mission like um expedition never sorry is up really high uh so that might might spook you at the switch track moment so um i've not ridden the green version um i've only done the orange so again uh, i always kind of choose choose the kind of more the, the more thrilling side of things i guess um what what is interesting is does anyone know what's happened with the space restaurants um how is that moving along do we know well, it, it's open. It's open, so it's um, it's going. Um, so, you, as far as I understand it, it's it's pretty hard to get a reservation, but it's actually quite easy to get a reservation in the bar area. So you can still go up in the lift. Uh, we, I think, below you can ask, "Oh, can I go in the lounge?" I think they call it the lounge or something, and you can go in there and you can have a drink. And also, they have a bar menu. So it's not quite the full menu that you get in the restaurant, but it's you can still get food. So you can still experience the restaurant and, you know, the being in space thing. Um, but it's a little bit not quite as much money and also not as hard to, to get in. Um, but, yeah, I think um, I think me and Shelley were looking at it. Um, I think it's like, um, you know, like a set menu price type thing i think it was like 35 dollars each or something i think um so yeah it's going but i think it's still i think it's quite hard to get a reservation still as i understand it if you go to the bar do you still go up in the uh, in the lift yeah so the the so basically if you book into the restaurant then the restaurant bit is near the windows and the tables around there uh if you go in the bar the bar is on like a, a risen area sort of a bit further back but the way the restaurant is set out it's kind of tiered so even if you're in the bar you've still got obviously a view of the window and everything and, it, and it's it's screens end of the day so it's not like you're, you're missing out not being really close and it, in my opinion it's probably preferential to be a bit further back because then you kind of get that full you know picture don't you of, of everything so so yeah you know it's top tip there <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I, what I, the reason why I ask is because, to my understanding, from what I've read online, it seems that um, the menu has significantly changed. So it was an a la carte, I think, initially, and then it moved to a set menu. Um, and so I, I understand it was going through changes. Um, so that that was why I asked because I guess you can do mission space and then go and go and have a have a space themed meal afterwards. Yeah, yeah, you, you could do. I mean. Uh, I would I would consider not going on the orange side <laughs> if that's your plan. But you know, eat, go, eat go immediately afterwards. Absolutely, <laughs> go, go on the most intense spinny spinny ride, and then straight to lunch. Definitely, definitely do, do that. Yeah. Um, okay. So talking about personal preferences, was was there anything you know? Last time you went to Disney World or when you've been before, have you ever come across anything at Disney World that you were a little bit disappointed by um, anything that you wished that was a little bit better than what you thought it was? Yeah, so I have um, certain things that I don't mind avoiding or missing out on um, because I don't think they're as good um, as other Disney parks around the world or I, I don't think they hold up really. Um, so a couple of things. I think the version of... Uh, it's a small world in Disney World uh, isn't 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 as nearly as good as its counterparts in Disneyland or Paris, um, and that also goes the same for uh, Peter Pan as well. I think uh, in Magic Kingdom, um, 
I would, sorry, that was Mangadal, um, Mangadal air freshener in my room. Um, I also think that uh, the other thing that I personally choose to miss out on, um, just because I don't really think it's worth the wait personally for me, is um, Seven Dwarfs Mind Train. I just never, I don't think that's, I just, ne it always has a massive queue and I don't think it really does very much. It, you know, you have the little pop of airtime as you go over the top of the hill, but in terms of a ride experience and a uh, coaster experience, I think obviously it's it's for younger families, which which is valid. But I still don't think I think it's a very short layout, and it doesn't offer much as an experience to warrant the eighty to ninety minute queue line, um, you know, plus that it often gets. I think it looks beautiful as you walk around the park. Don't get me wrong. In terms of theming wise, that rock work is stunning and it adds to the expansion of Fantasyland wonderfully. Um, but I just think as a experience, there are so many other versions um, or other things to experience around the park. And then I also think there are just sort of in general, better things to go on in Magic Kingdom. And my final kind of bit on this is that um, you mentioned earlier, Ryan, about uh, Big Thunder Mountain and the different variations um, around the world. Walt Disney World's Big Thunder Mountain, again, just in my opinion, is uh, the weakest out of the lot. You know, Paris is fantastic. I don't think anything will beat the kind of intensity of Paris is and how it feels when you go flying uh, back through the tunnel after you've done your done your main ride and you're going back into the station and you fly up and, and you're there. Um, but even Disneyland's, even the original, uh, has a has a whole different feel so i feel like there are certain elements of Walt disney world that they miss certain things um and i've for some reason i've always felt magic kingdom um especially in the kind of older parts of Fantasyland, uh sort of where the sort of it's a small world is and peter pan is and also big thunder mountain there are some things there that just don't kind of hold up to the counterparts around the world in other disney parks and therefore don't always make it on the kind of must do list. Um, but I'd be interested to know what, 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 what's on your guys list. I think that's, that's a really good summary, Sam. I think that's basically me completely in line with, with every single opinion you've just mentioned. So big thunder mountain to me, I've, I've done the one in France and the one in Orlando is nowhere near as as good as 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 paris and it, it's it's frustrating because it's such a big like everyone knows about big thunder mountain it's such a big like brand in its own right and the actual ride is pretty sort of mediocre like it's brilliantly made and, and the cosmetics all look great but the ride itself is pretty average and I can sort of see the appeal if you've got young kids and they're sort of after the first thrill ride, then it's it's sort of good from that that respect. But it's it's nothing special, especially if you're you know if you've if you've experienced a lot of other sort of more more intense roller coasters. Um, I, I, th I think there's a lot of rides at Magic Kingdom you can end up getting stuck in large queues and the actual ride experience is pretty disappointing. Like you've got the Barnstormer as well, which is more aimed at the younger kids. Uh, but there's always a bit of a queue, whenever I've gone, there's always a bit of a queue and, and the ride experience doesn't really justify that. Um, you've got rides like, I, you, you've got Buzz Lightyear's uh, Space Ranger Spin. And that sort of, it, it seems quite dated and there's, there's sometimes still quite a large queue to get into that as well. And I'm sort of thinking, well, you know, I'd rather spend the time relaxing or doing something else than than sort of queuing for this particular ride. Um, let's have a think. You've got, I, I know that it's a small world. It's not as good as the, the version on the, the West Coast. But to me, I actually quite like that ride because it's a nice little break from the intense heat of Florida uh, so for the sake of sit, sitting down and getting out of the sun, I quite like it for, for that. But everything else about that ride is, is a bit meh. Like it's never got a queue anyway. Like you can you can usually walk on it quite quickly so that it's, it's got that going for it. Um, yeah, I, I think they're sort of the highlights from my side. I, I, with all that said, I'm, I am looking forward to Tron. Uh, I think Tron is, is saving the day a little bit here. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with, small world and peter pan's flight to a point i think the problem is 
that exact part of Magic Kingdom probably feels like the most that you're ever going to feel like you're in six, a Six Flags Park or something. Because the, the fronts are kind of like, you know, just like, just feel like kind of boxy fronts, don't they? They don't feel like well-themed frontages, you know, for those rides. I mean, if you consider, you know, when you turn right over to go head over to Small World at Disneyland Paris and you just see the clock tower and you're going boop, 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 boop. And you see that and you're walking towards it and you're thinking, oh, this is, this is amazing. This is, you know, it's beautiful. But Small World, uh, it just feels it's kind of hidden. It's kind of in a bit of an awkward place. It always feels busy. And it just feels busy, busy, busy in, in that part of the park. And I'm, I'm just not a massive fan of it. What I would say is that uh, Peter Pan's flight, though, um, I still enjoyed the ride. And, and what I would say is, uh, even though the frontage of Peter Pan's flight isn't as good as it is potentially at Disneyland Paris, etc., um, the queue line is actually better at Walt Disney World because they have these little uh, sort of things that are projected on the walls and you can, um, you know, like ring a bell, you know, like a shadow and, and things like that. And they don't have that at Paris. So in terms of the queue line itself, I think maybe the queue line is actually better at Walt Disney World. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Agree about Big Thunder. Also, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pretty good at Walt Disney World. I do enjoy it, but Disneyland Paris also <laughs> wins that as well. It's very controversial, but, um, you know, Disneyland, Disneyland Park at Disneyland Paris is ultimately possibly a superior park than Magic Kingdom. <laughs> and I know some people don't like me saying that, but I, I think it's true. So, yeah. So if I were going to say something I was disappointed with, or could be better. I don't know if I'd say I was disappointed with anything, but if I said something could be better, I kind of wished that the Magic Kingdom was a little bit more magic than than what it is, and a bit more like Disneyland Paris, maybe. <laughs> Can I also just quickly fling into the mix um, the 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 train that goes around the park, the the thing which which basically came before the entire idea for parks for, for, for Walt himself. He, he basically made the parks after he thought of the train idea. Um, the fact that that was closed for years was really bad because you've got loads of little kids that love going on trains and it's a proper cool, you know, steam locomotive. It's a, it's a really cool attraction that was shut for years because of the Tron works going on. And f- for me, the last time we went was was hugely disappointing because because all my son wanted to do was ride on the on the steam train, which we couldn't do. Uh, I know it, obviously it's, fixed now. It seems mad to me that the re they they did a new track for Autopia, but didn't just put a, a different better track in for the train. Like I, I would have thought, if you had to choose one, I'd, I'd have just put a bit more train track somewhere else and just kind of paved it over Autopia. Um, unless, you know, kids really like, um, you know, getting covered in petrol smells, then um, I don't really see the attraction of, of that ride, if I'm honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, actually. I, I think the train is wonderfully nostalgic and something that everyone can do, no matter your age or whatever. And it's arguably one of the most wholesome experiences you can have um as a family or as a group um and just gives you a bit of chill time as well um i i never understood uh autopia as an attraction i don't think it's i don't think it offers that much um and i mean the carbon footprint is ridiculous and it smells awful as you go around the park um but the train on the other hand is wonderful uh and i've got to say you know um i was fortunate enough uh a few years ago now to go to uh, Disneyland um, and uh, this was back when I was working for the company a, a good few years ago um, and as a part of that we got to do um, uh, we, we got to do uh, the Walking World's Footsteps uh, tour I think it was where you get to go to his apartment um, and you get to see the uh, see that see you know, the, the, the fire station but as a part of that you got to go on the on on the train and they were saying that the reason why 
the trains, well, just like you said, Dan, the reason why the trains are such a central focus to all Disney, uh, Disneyland or castle parks is because it, it really was something that, that was, uh, you know, Walt's biggest love and is something that everyone can do together. So the train is, it should always be the primary focus of any castle park. Um, and it's lovely. Even the one at the one in California was was just so classic and stunning. And I'd never really taken time to go on the train because I think certainly perhaps as when I when I was a little bit younger, um, uh, in my earlier twenties, I would have wanted to like run around and do all the thrill rides and go go go. And you you often can get so caught up in needing to hit every attraction within your time limits that you can make your dinner reservations that you can make sure that every, you know, you've spent months, if not years planning this, this kind of regimented Disney holiday where everything's going to run smoothly and perfect. And, you know, you've saved for years to make it so it needs to work out great. And sometimes you can get so lost in that and in that kind of zone of making sure everything is to schedule that, you can actually, you kind of forget about the train and you think, oh, I won't do that because it's just a train. I go on trains at home to get to work or or whatever. But actually, you see areas of the park that you would never, never normally get to see outside of going on the train. You'll experience different viewpoints of the park and you'll get great facts as you go around. And it gives you just a massive break. Not, not, not to mention as well that sometimes there are little moments or uh, tunnels that you go through or things that are exclusive to the, 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 the train ride itself. Um, so I would encourage if you're listening to this and maybe, maybe it's your first time or your 15th time to any Disney park, make sure you, you take time out of your day to go on the train and just chill out because it is so, so wholesome and so relaxing and so wonderful. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And I'd, I'd love to go to work on a, on a train like that. I think uh, that'd make my commute a little bit more enjoyable. Just to clarify, though, Autopia is actually called Tomorrowland Speedway at Magic Kingdom. It's just that I know it as Autopia at Disneyland Paris. So, But whatever, I think Autopia is kind of a better name. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going with that. All right, so let's spin it on its head a little bit. Um is there been anything at Disney World that's really surprised you, that you've really enjoyed, that you didn't think you'd enjoy? I know that you probably just said uh, the train is something that you might not have enjoyed in the past. But has there been anything that's really surprised you, that you've enjoyed and you come home and you've told everyone all about it and you can't wait on your next trip to do it again? I think for me, it's... And again, it depends on the kind of trip that you want to take. But I think for me, it's it's like the little moments between the things that you're planning to do. The, the little kind of timeout moments where you can just sit back, relax, and sort of just enjoy where you are, enjoy the moment, and just, you know, absorb what's going on. Because I think what happens a lot is, as, as you know, you've, you've mentioned... Um, I think, I think Sam just mentioned um, just now with, the, you know, you spend a lot of money. It's a lot of pressure. Um, people think they need to go on the headliners. They need to do all these big things. This is the agenda. We need to hit, you know, these three roller coasters by 12 o'clock. It'll free up the afternoon and then we can do all these other things. I think just taking it slowly, sometimes just slowing things down and just finding finding a little area where you can start start just relaxing a little bit more is absolute you know it, it's key and I, I think it's possibly one of the reasons why my wife loves Epcot so much because there's so many little nooks where it's not that busy you know you can you can go to this this bit of a land this bit of a pavilion where there's there's not a lot of people and you can just sit down and sort of look at some of the architecture that's that's around you and and just relax and enjoy yourself and I think for me those moments are the ones that sort of stand out in my memory um the most so I there's there's one time that we were just going in the, the I think in the Japan pavilion, uh, pavilion they've got a, an amazing shop full of just random stuff from all around Japan um it's just like a cacophony of just just random Japanese things every every genre all rammed into one little thing and I think I ended up trying some sake and it was, it was a really good little experience. And then 
I was having a look at some of the random manga stuff they had on some shelves and it was it, it was so random and just not what I expected at all and such good fun and they there's um the German land and and all the, the you know the the drinks and steins that you can get that was that was great and it was a really good break from the high intensity theming of all of the you know all of the lands in all of the parks uh, that stands out for me as a really you know a, a good special moment yeah i do you know i i totally agree with you dan um in terms of finding areas to to kind of relax and have those chill moments um it's funny actually the more we're talking the more we're sounding very similar i think there comes a time within your disney world trips where you if you are fortunate to have um you know um, more than sort of a, a one, one trip um you kind of start to look for ways where you're you're in no longer need of hitting certain things and you just want to go to really soak up the atmosphere and just enjoy it as a place rather than just seeing it as a, a theme park um because ultimately that's that's what's the that's the beauty of of um going to such high themed worlds such as you know universal and disney and such as that they are wonderful environments that you can just relax in that you don't i mean the rides are great but they're not it's not the uh beyond and end all so on a very similar theme i would say uh the most surprising things the two most surprising things that i've found in all three of the disney parks that i've been to so i've been to paris world and california um so in world i would say one of the best places that you can go is just by um the kind of crossing bridge where you cross over to go towards um where tiana's bayou river uh, tiana's bayou adventure will now be and um big thunder mountain just before there there's like a little hut and a shack um and it's just next to the river and you can actually go there and there's there's rocking chairs and there's checkers and um it's just you know overlooking tom sawyer's island and um you can go there you can take maybe um a snack with you if you want to or you can just sit there and play some checkers or relax in those chairs for a bit and have a moment i mean you're right away you're away from the thoroughfare it's very calming and if you go just as the sun is setting you get all the kind of the bugs that are flying above the um above the water and you maybe you get the odd occasional um the sort of um mississippi riverboat going past i can't remember the, the name of the specific boat uh at walt disney world um which leads me on to my next favorite thing to do which i only just discovered um in paris uh, when i went uh, last summer and this is something that i've never done before um at um at kind of any other uh, Disney park other than Paris is go on that Mississippi river boat um, and just take the time in the day just to maybe um, if you've got a beverage or you've got a drink of sorts, you know, around sunset time, go around uh, the, the, the rivers of America or whatever the equivalent is and just, and just enjoy the views and people watch and, and, and look at the nature of where you are and listen to the music and just take that moment to just chill out. Um, I never used to do that when going to Disney parks. And so that's something that I would say across all three parks um, in California, if you go to uh, Grizzly Peak, which is in California's event, um, California Adventure, um, you can find that there's a lovely crossing bridge, which overlooks next to some waterfalls and all this beautiful rock work. And there's like river flowing. And then off in the distance, just a little bit further, you can kind of see uh, the rapids ride kind of going past. And again, they have like beautiful um, kind of American national park uh, sort of soundscapes happening. Um, and it's just another place to kind of be uh, be still and, and reflect on where you are and so i would say across all three of those parks that i've been to it's about finding those moments of calm and stillness that um just kind of replant you revitalize your kind of energy and make you think okay like i've had a moment to chill and i'm ready to go back into the madness but it makes you ultimately stop and stop rushing around and think oh this environment that i'm in is incredible 
Yeah, definitely. And and the thing the thing that surprised me about Disney World is that I kind of saw it as somewhere. It's a place. Uh, you know, there's four theme parks. There's there's a couple of water parks. You know, there's a couple of other things. Uh, Disney Springs, etc. What I didn't appreciate is that the whole thing really is 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 a gigantic resort. I know that kind of sounds stupid, but in itself, you know, you could you could go to Disney World and find enough to entertain you probably for a week without going in any of the theme parks. And it's just amazing to think about it. But you could go to the boardwalk and you could have a, a lovely time there. Uh, you could go to, you know, Jelly Rolls, uh, couldn't you? Um, there's loads to do at Disney Springs, obviously. Um, you could go to any of the resorts and there's always something going on. Uh, I think in another podcast we talked about Wilderness Lodge where you can go and see the horses. You can get a horse ride and horse and carriage ride, etc. There's so much that you could be doing. So that's what surprised me. So... I would say that if you if you're planning a trip to Disney World, just save a little bit of time to be able to go to some of the resorts. Maybe go to the boardwalk, have a bit of a ride round on the have a ride on the Skyliner. Um, you know, just generally have a good time. Maybe just plan to have an entire day where you don't go to any of the parks. You know, maybe go to Disney Springs in the morning and get the free bus somewhere. One thing that people don't realize about Disney World is that the transport is free to any guest and, and and what that means is that you don't have to have a ticket for the park you don't have to have a hotel room just being on property you are a disney guest and and therefore you can use the transport you can go different places uh there's some restrictions with some of the transport like some of the very specific hotel transport like some of the boats and stuff but generally speaking you know you can you can kind of resort hop and get get around all right, so before we wrap up then, we're coming to the end now. If you could give someone one top tip if you're planning a trip to Disney World, what would that tip be? Uh, for me, it would be plan a rest day. Don't try and do a different theme park every single day of your trip. If you're going for two weeks, you will need a rest day or you will need a day when you have a morning off or an afternoon off. Try and give yourself time to have at least once or, or twice a week to have either a, a morning off or, or a day off maybe once a week just to allow yourself to breathe because you won't realize how exhausting it will be if it's your first trip. And coming into that second week, you may find yourself to get irritated by the heat, you have arguments. So uh, if you're going for a long time, uh, plan some rest days. You'll thank me later. Yeah, you've totally stolen mine there. <laughs> I guess if obviously pick pick a rest day, you, you need that because again, for memory building, some of the rest days are, are the best experience you'll have. Like there's a, a pool um, where I was in Coronado Springs called the Lost City of something something, um, and that's a really well themed pool in the in the resort. There's a bar. It's amazing. Um, so some of those rest days are, are brilliant for, for making memories. I guess the other thing I'd say is it's really easy, just like, because pe people are naturally like, they like to do things as part of a habit, like that you'll, you'll find a restaurant and you'll think, oh, it's brilliant. I'll go there again. Um, and you know, ah, oh, the food in, in the hotel is, is fairly decent. So we'll go back there and we'll, we'll, we'll do that nice, easy evening. And I'm not saying don't do that because it's it's easy and sometimes at the end of a long day, it's, it, you know, if everyone's knackered, maybe that's the best thing to do. But there's so many options. Like go to Disney Springs. Like there's, there's a wealth of restaurants and, you know, little experiences. There's a Lego shop. It's, it's great. And it doesn't take a lot of energy to, to go out there and, and experience a little evening that's going to be, very different to what you've been doing before. So I, I guess what I'd say is try and think of unique things to do every day whilst you're out there. Don't don't fall into a habit because you'll be missing out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm kind of thinking about that because um, when we go, I keep thinking, oh, we'll go back to so-and-so restaurant. And I keep thinking, but it's like 
300 other options <laughs> that I could do. Don't just do the same thing again. Just one quick top tip that I'd give you is that if you're flying home on your last day, try not to hit the parks really hard and, and get really sweaty because you, you're just going to feel awful on your plane ride on the way home. Maybe go to Disney Springs, do a bit of shopping. There There is um, a dining theater. Um, there's a dining cinema in Disney Springs that's really nice and air-conditioned. So, you know, you could you could uh, go and watch a film and have, have a meal or something with the air-conditioning. Just take it easy on your last day. Um, the worst thing is feeling sweaty and horrible on, on your flight home. Just, um, just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> right, okay. So uh, let's wrap up then. So, uh, Dan, uh, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, so... On Air Club is sort of my my hobby slash pastime. Um, I'm a private pilot, and we're literally just on the, the cuff of starting up a, a the comprehensive podcast on YouTube where I'm taking people out. Uh, it's usually people from Yorkshire who are either part of charities or business owners who have some stories, and we're just going out flying and having a chat. Um, so we'll have some of that coming up and we've got our on-air extras, which is the same channel, but it's just having fun with friends basically. So the first episode, which is due out imminently is me taking my mum for a surprise flight. Um, on-air club is also on TikTok and it's actually starting to build up a little bit of a, a, an audience. So that's quite exciting. Uh, so come and find us. We're on, um, YouTube, which we should be uploading our first video to in the next week. Uh, TikTok and Instagram. So come, come find us. I'm excited. And um, I think Shelley's going to go up in a plane with you at some point. I don't, I don't know if I am, um, but we'll we'll see. Uh, she likes strong G-forces, doesn't she? Really sharp turns. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, and, and diving barrel rolls. You know, she's into all of that. Yeah, she loves it. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, Sam, um, Costa Sam is back. Coaster. Tell people about it. Coast to Sam is back. I know um, it has been quite a while, uh, almost uh, I'd sort of say six months to a year since I've really done anything with the Coast to Sam blog. Um, however, Coast to Sam is back uh, with having moved to the Middle East now. Um, it's amazing that there are all these wonderful parks and opportunities to explore. So um, you can find me on Instagram at Coaster Sam blog. Um, on there, we also have the link to we, it's just me, it's me. Um, I have the link there to uh, the blog itself where we put opinion pieces, uh, reviews, and um, all sorts of bits and bobs. So um, yeah, head over to Instagram there for some Coaster fun um, and updates. But yeah, I'll see you on the Insta. See you on the Insta. All right. So Theme Park Loopy, if you enjoyed this podcast and you enjoy our podcast in general, just make sure you click the follow or the subscribe button. Maybe leave us a, a review if you like. That'd be really good. That really, really helps us. Um, thank you for listening. We really appreciate you listening. We appreciate every single one of you. You can also find us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, YouTube, etc. So thank you for joining us and we'll see you again real soon.